season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the jkr podcast we are in our final week of the arkansas stick spotlight today we have former arkansas stick um little league world series outfield star and current freshman at georgia tech we got jace blaylock on the podcast jace super pumped to get you on the show man how are you doing today i'm great i'm great how are you i'm doing good man uh so one question i do have for you before we kind of dig into baseball stuff um that is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself who exactly is Jace Blaylock? Um, really, I'm just a small town kid. I've been playing baseball all my life. I mean, that's basically who I am. I'm, I'm a baseball player first. Um, I'm a God fearing man. I believe in Jesus Christ. Um, I'm a family guy. I mean, just a small town guy. I really just play baseball, hunt and fish, and that's about it. Okay, there we go. I actually I saw you post the other day. You shot a deer. It looked like. Yes, sir. Pretty all good. Right, so- uh, yeah, nice eight pointer. Okay, so, uh, so it's deer season up in Georgia, down in Georgia. So when did that start? And are you a- you're able to shoot a couple more deer this season, right? Or are you limited to just one? I have two tags, so I got one more um, buck. Um, and yeah, deer season, rifle season started about three weeks ago, and uh, bow season started about two months ago. Okay, so. So how does that how does that work in Georgia when it comes to um like how many tags you can get like do you have to be certified to hunt cert with with the rifle or certified to hunt with the bow or are you kind of able to kind of freely go ahead and hunt whatever you want? Well, you have to have well basically in Georgia you just have to have a license, uh, like a hunting license. So yeah, I have my hunting license. I could hunt with a bow or a gun. I have a bow. I've hunted with a bow plenty of time. It's a much hard like it's much harder, of course. But yeah, recently I just been hunting with my gun, and uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, so it's, 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 it's a simple process. Yeah. So w- when did you when did you first get um like interested in hunting? When did you first start? It's all my dad. I've been hunting probably before I picked up a baseball. Like I I've been in the really? with my dad. Yeah, like two years old. I obviously wasn't hunting. I just went with him. Yeah. Like I have pictures of me shooting a bow and shooting BB guns. I could barely walk. Like I have plenty of pictures like that. So I've been doing that before I play baseball. All right. So you, you say you live 50 minutes away from Atlanta. So like where you're from, is there, is there like a lot of like woods areas and a lot of places to hunt or do you kind of have to travel a little bit to go hunting? No, I mean, I've been hunting at my grandpa, uh, my grandparents' place. We have like 80 acres. And then the, this guy worked for them in the summer. He's like the, the, the property right next to our property which is 400 acres. So I've been hunting there all my life. Uh, I don't have to go anywhere. It's like five minutes from my house. It's my grandparents' place. It's in Grantville, Georgia. So okay, that, I, I mean, I've, been, I've been lucky to have like have that. I haven't really traveled anywhere to hunt. I have everything right next to me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's perfect to have. Not, have, not having to worry. Just kind of hop, hop in the car for a quick quick two-minute drive or something like that. But, no. Yes, sir. Yeah. From, from the background I see right now, it looks like you're in a dorm room. So, kind of let's dig into – what Georgia Tech's been like so far? You're a freshman there, kind of gone through fall ball so far. Um, so what was fall ball like here, your freshman year at Georgia Tech? Fall ball, it was it was fun. It was very, uh, I say it's humbling. Uh, it's just like you know, I'm the just a new guy here. It's just I probably had the the average freshman fall, 
you know, you come to a new environment, you're used to being a big dog. Now you're, you're just back on the bottom, you're just trying to grind and uh, fight your way back to the top. So um, it was good. I've definitely learned a lot. I've gotten better. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So with you, guys, with you being that new guy kind of fighting your way to the top, how do you go about kind of grinding day in and day out and just kind of fighting your way to some potential playing time as a freshman? Uh, I just – I like to look at other players um, and base myself on them. I like to, you know, because everybody there, the guys we look up to, the younger guys that they look up to, I mean, they've been freshmen too. So you ask them how they did it. You ask coaches. You know, you can't do you can't do too much in one day to just be there. Like it's going, it's a day by day process, and you just gotta know that the guys that are in front of you right now, they were freshmen one day too, and they had to do the same thing. So it's a it's a process over and over. So that's how I look at it. So I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of guys that I looked at last year that really didn't play, and now they're just you know they're the main players on the team. So yeah. so you just gotta wait your turn. I mean, you gotta wait your turn, but at the same time, you gotta be willing to try to take somebody's position, but. I mean, it's patience. Patience is a big thing. I'm sure. So what, what does fall ball look like at Georgia Tech? So what's it, what's it look like on a week-to-week, day-to-day basis? Well, fall just ended, so – but when fall was going on, so that's probably like – it started like the second week I got here all the way until probably about literally two weeks ago. Fall ball, the, my schedule was like I wake up – I had workouts Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. I wake up at 6 o'clock, workouts – from like 6.30 to I think eight. So hour and a half workout. I get have class every morning at nine. So I go home, shower real quick, go to class until about 2.50. Then I have I had to rush to practice from 2.50. I had to like get ready in like literally 10 minutes. So practice was like three o'clock to like 5.36, two and a half hour practice, six o'clock practice, get recovered and then you go home and study or do whatever you have to do and just get ready for the next day. So what were some some surprises that you saw those first couple of weeks being at Georgia Tech, playing fall ball, and kind of realizing that you aren't that big dog anymore? You're kind of on the bottom having to grind your way up, like you said. Uh, what was kind of just the day that, that kind of hit you and some surprises that you saw? Um, probably the biggest surprise is for some reason, when I before I got to college, I was excited to go to college because I thought I would be pitched to like differently than I've been in the past. And it, it has not changed at all. It's probably even worse. Like I thought that I'd probably get more heaters now just because I'm not like, I'm, I mean, everybody's good here. So like, I'm not going to be like, you know, like picked out of like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah, not going to be like the only good player. So like, I'm not going to get pitched to differently from everybody else, but it's the same. Like the biggest thing probably in college that I've realized, like if you cannot hit a pitch, they will not like, they'll throw it every single time. Until you prove to them that you can't, like you can hit it. So that's probably a big thing. Like I don't get pitched to the same I was getting pitched to in high school. It's yeah. just a lot better pitches. Yeah. And do you, do you have a pitch that you possibly can't hit right now? A slider. I also have a slider. I'm, <laughs> I'm not touching. I'm not touching. Yeah. So I got a turkey. So now now that fall ball has kind of come to an end, uh, what are some things that you guys are going about? Because I assume you guys still have some like individual workouts you guys are doing. Uh, so what does that look like? Are you going? To, are you going to the facility every day? Or what's that look like when it comes to just some individual training? Uh, so like the the schedule for like not being a fall, we literally work out every single morning. It's Monday through Friday. We got lifts Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we have conditioning like Wednesday, just straight conditioning. And then, but before we work out, we condition before every workout. But Wednesday is like strictly 
till tomorrow morning. <laughs> it's oh. strictly conditioning. Uh, but other than that, like, yeah, we, I mean, we'll, it's like player led stuff, baseball wise. It's not, we, we haven't, we don't have like practice or anything. We just work out. We're just trying to get big right now, bigger and faster. But we have player led things. We, we go hit. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to, ease off of it a little bit just give myself about probably about a week a two-week break and then i'll get back on it every day but right now i've been chilling on the back and my arm and just recovering so so what is your what is your wednesday conditioning uh segment look like it's with our, our uh speeding conditioning uh coach is steve tambo like i really couldn't even tell it's something different like he pulls something out of the hat every single workout like we haven't had the same warm warm up one time since I've been here. I've been here for two months. We've warmed up differently every single time. So I couldn't. I mean, it's from stadiums to gassers to just running laps, running miles. I mean, he has stuff that literally he created or named. So I like it's it's whatever you can think of. We've done it <laughs> running wise. Yeah. So yeah. And the conditioning coach there for the baseball team, is it the same one that's the conditioning coach for the football team? Or are there no, different guys? It's different. Okay. And have you you know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about the football conditioning? Yeah, coach? I know. Yeah. I the see guy, it every morning. I, I can't remember his name, but like I, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts that he's been on and I've seen him like his Instagram. And I mean he seems like he he, he seems like a legit a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, he's he's definitely like he motivated like he'll be talking to the football team and I'm somewhere else and I can just hear him from like a mile away. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a motivational guy. Yeah, he's he's a loud a loud dude. Yeah. The um. So I listened. I listened to this one podcast that he was on. It was like a two out two and a half hour long podcast, and I think I listened to it three times just because every time it just got me got me jacked. I was ready. I was ready just to go bench press three hundred pounds and just had, <laughs> yeah. had, me, had me ready to go. Um. But no, as as you as your first semester, you're kind of your fall freshman semester is kind of coming to an end. What's it kind of looking like in the classroom? Like has has college classes kind of been what you've expected? And then what are some classes that you're taking this fall? Um, it's yes, yeah, I mean it's been what I expected. It's it's, it's rough. It's, I mean, especially because Georgia Tech's a really smart school. So, I mean, it's I would definitely wouldn't say it's easy, but it's doable. I thought I was gonna be. I mean, I kind of thought I was gonna be a little worse than what it is. Like I'm doing it. I'm I'm fine. Like I, my grades are actually pretty good, but uh, the classes I'm taking, I have a microeconomics class, I have a regular history class, English class, a business class, and then a college algebra I'm taking. Okay. And so, like the first semester, I got like the base class out of the way. Next semester, like my class will be a lot. It'll be probably tougher. But the only class that I'm really like struggling with is probably like economics. That class is rough. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> class as well. Yeah. Uh, well, so with with you kind of taking like all like the the gen ed classes this semester, you said classes will get a little bit tougher in the spring. So what mm -hmm. exactly what exactly is like your major and what exactly are you studying? I'm a business major. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what's that? What's that Georgia Tech business program like? Is it is it mostly just like <laughs> business, or do they hone in on like accounting, finance, marketing, um, stuff like that? It's a really good business program. They have a like this whole building like strictly for business majors. They have classrooms and stuff in there. Um, but I haven't. You don't. You don't like go to those classes until your sophomore year. You have to like have a certain amount of hours as a freshman or, yeah. But I think it. I, from what it seems like, it's like just business. Like I don't think they just tone in on one thing. It's like multiple branches of business. Um, 
but I'm not as familiar with it yet simply because I haven't, I don't have a business class yet. Yeah. So as the fall kind of comes to an end, you guys are doing your individual workouts, your player led workouts, conditioning. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are starting to get to a point now to where, I mean, once that, once that spring semester starts up, I mean, that's right when you guys probably start practicing college baseball comes, um, comes hitting. Um, so what's kind of in your mind, what's the outlook on this upcoming spring for Georgia tech baseball as a whole, and then kind mm -hmm. of for yourself personally uh, in your mind, kind of where you're sitting and potentially uh, some potential playing time in the spring. Uh, us as a whole, we are definitely um, – we're a young team. I mean, we have a bunch of freshmen and a lot of guys left last year. But I think – I mean, I think we're going to surprise some people. Just uh, We're probably going to be underlooked simply because we're so young and a lot of guys left. But, I mean, I think we're going to surprise some people. We, we we hit really well. Like, that's our strong suit is hitting. Our pitching is good too. But, like, I mean, we got some, we got some guys in the lineup that can really bang it. And for me, I mean, I, I think I have – a chance to to fight for a spot. We have exit meetings coming up, so uh, we'll talk about different things and what's going to happen in the spring. So, I mean, I don't know for sure yet, but I mean, I'm in there. I'm in. I'm in the the topic. You know. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I know you're listed as an outfielder on their website. I mean, obviously they don't meant they don't like list left, center, or right field. But like, what yeah. what position what position you think you'll probably be playing the corners or when I saw you play in uh, Atlanta, I saw you play in center, I believe. Um. So, like, wh what are you thinking you'll be playing um in the spring? I'll I'll be playing corner, probably most likely right, but then I'll left or right, but it'll okay. probably be right field. So, what do you what do you prefer, left or right field? Right field. Field. And what's the reasoning? Like, do you have like a different? I have a, obviously, I have, a, seen... I have literally one reason why I do not like playing left. Okay, let's hear it. It is when a lefty comes up to that and hits the ball opposite field. I I can catch it, but there's been so many times that that ball has went over my head. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's so much, different, skin. It's so much different to read. Yes, I don't like that ball at all, and it's got me so many times, and it's made me look like an idiot so many times. <laughs> But right field, like if a if a righty righty um goes opposite field, like the, it doesn't have that same like it doesn't have that same movement or like spin or whatever. But like there's been so many times where a lefty like hits a ball opposite field and it ends up going over my head or between my legs. Even if the ball hits the hits the ground, that has like some weird spin, and I hate that ball. So that's why I don't like I like do not like playing left field. That's why I much rather play right simply yeah. because of that. I've gotten embarrassed on the field so many times. <laughs> so when you were playing with the sticks in Trinity, like, were you telling the coaches, hey, like, put me in right field, don't put me in left? Like, were you telling them that? Or sometimes no, – I didn't tell – see, Coach Brewster, I didn't tell that. But my high school coach, I yeah, he knows. That's, like, the first thing. Because he was like – he asked me, would I rather play left or right? And I told him right simply because of that. He's like, yeah, he understands that. Because my high school coach, he's – um, he was um, he was an outfielder for the Braves, Tommy Gray. He was an outfielder, so he understands. Yeah. So we talked about Georgia Tech, kind of your first your first fall as a freshman. Let's kind of dig into how you ended up at Georgia Tech, kind of dig into the recruiting process. So when was it that recruiting process kind of got started for you? Uh, when was it that you kind of started getting noticed by Division One teams? I, it was like – it was pretty much after COVID. I went to Jupiter, and I had a, I actually had a tournament before Jupiter. No, it was 2020, like the summer of 2020. I had a really good summer, probably the best summer I've had. I mean, I had one tournament literally like before this tournament, I wasn't talking to any schools. And after this tournament, I like there probably wasn't a school I didn't talk to. So Georgia Tech was one of them. I like Georgia Tech. That was like one of my top 
three schools that I was like, if they give me an offer, like I, I commit there. But they didn't give me a, like, no, I had like two offers after that tournament, but I was talking to a lot of schools. And then I went to Jupiter and I had a really good uh, Jupiter experience. And then I met with Coach Ramsey actually, and I talked to him or whatever. And then probably, I think like a month later, I had, a, I got an offer and that was like, he, I committed because I told myself like out of these three schools, whatever school like believes in me the first and like offers me first, I'm going to commit to. So Georgia Tech was one of them. So I committed to Georgia Tech. Okay. So after that initial tournament, you said right after COVID happened, uh, who were some of those teams that reached out and what were some of those initial conversations like that you had with them? I talked to the schools I probably talked to the most. I talked to Clemson. I talked to NC State. I talked to Georgia a couple times, um, like small, either even small schools. I talked to North Alabama probably every day. Not even because I wanted to go there, but just because I like talking to that coach. <laughs> <laughs> like I talked to him every day. It, we wouldn't even talk about baseball. We talk about uh, all type of stuff. I really like that coach. I talked to Butler. Uh, who was some more school? There's more. Indiana, Oklahoma State. I got offered by them. Um, yeah. Okay, so so besides Georgia Tech, obviously you said you had those three schools that you said, all right, I really like them. If they do offer me, I would probably accept that. Um, who mm. were some of those other schools that you you thought that in the process, and what were some mm. of the things about those schools that kind of made you think about about it that way? It was NC State and Clemson. Okay, those were the it was Georgia Tech, NC State, and Clemson because I those were the big schools I was talking to. So that's what like it was just I was like if. Because I wanted to go, I wanted to be a power five player, and those were the teams that were giving me the most like love or whatever. So I was like, though one of those schools offered me, and I'll commit. Okay, but I like Georgia Tech the most simply because like I was, I wanted to be close to home. Of course, really, what I was thinking about was like I want to go home. I want to be able to like on the weekends drive home and be able to hunt. Basically, it showed it this past weekend when you shot that eight yeah. point deer. deer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it worked out. So besides location-wise for Georgia Tech, what were some of the other key things that were just a part of the program, potentially a part of the campus and the university that made you commit to commit to there? Uh, it was definitely like the culture, uh, Coach Ramsey. Coach Ramsey was a big deal. Like he he reminds me of the co my hitting coach at home. And that's who he reminded me of uh, at the time. And uh, it was definitely yeah, like the location, Coach Ramsey, and then the culture that they had going on at, at Georgia Tech. Okay, and honestly, they believe they they really like offered me off of my bat like some schools like they wanted to offer me but they said like my defense wasn't good enough or whatever but it seemed like coach Ramsey was like he was like we'll figure it like like we'll figure that out as we go on yeah. he bought my bat and, and I really liked that so I committed there yeah so kind of take us through your relationship with coach Ramsey obviously it had to be pretty good for you to commit there like you said you'd enjoy talking to him on the phone uh, but can I just take us through the first time you talked to Coach Ramsey and how your relationship has evolved over time now that you're kind of playing for him on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, I mean, me, me and Ramsey, like we – I mean, I feel like we were really close simply from the first phone call we had. Um, I liked him. Like I said, he literally like – he reminded me of my hitting coach back at home. And, uh, I mean, now since I've been on campus, we have a, we have a pretty good relationship. We talk – we don't talk as much as like we did before, but yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that's college in general. But yeah, I mean, he helps me out. He helps me out with my swing. It's more mental. Everything he helps me out with now is probably more mental than like swing. It's like, why am I, what pitches am I choosing? Like, why am I choosing these? What pitches do I want to swing at? What pitches do I not want to swing at? Like just, it's like mental stuff. 
So he helps me a lot with the mental side of the game, for sure. So so before heading to Georgia Tech, who are some of the, the current teammates that you have now that you were kind of close with, had prior relationships with? And who are some guys that you probably bonded with the most here in fall ball um, as you've gotten to play with them and practice with them on a day-to-day basis? Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, my All my roommates, like I knew them before I got here. I mean, my the roommate that's like right beside me is Nico Sinise. He's, I mean, we live, my girlfriend goes to his high school. Like we, we're like next door neighbors. He lives in Coweta County. I live in Meriwether County, but like our schools are literally like 10 minutes away. So uh, I, I've, I've known Nico for a while. And then Jackson and Brant, Brant Bauckham and Jackson Gaspard, uh, I knew them for a while in the, the travel ball world. And then we really got close at the official visit last year. And then, so we became roommates. And then I was close with Carson Sabathia. I've known him from Hank Aaron, the, uh, like the, the MLB developments event. I know him. I'm pretty, I'm really close with them. And then the upperclassmen that are like the older guys, um, Christian Campbell, I'm close with him. Cam Hill. He had a really good summer this year. And summer ball, he won like MVP. I've known him for a long time too, because we're from the same place. And yeah, that's about like those are my guys that I would say I'm like most close with for yeah. sure. And for Sabathia, did he he get drafted or is he at Georgia Tech right now as well? He's at Georgia Tech. Okay, I couldn't remember because I know like talking to Willie from Black Cobra. Like I remember in the summertime, like we were before the draft, we were just talking about like you, Sabathia, and all the guys that Willie knows pretty well. And I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember if he if he was drafted or not. Uh, but you mentioned that that Hank Aaron event. Um, so I've actually I, I had Oliver Service on who I don't I don't believe you would have played with him at the Hank Aaron event. I think he's a year younger than you. Um, mm. But I, I never really had the chance to kind of dig through the Hank Aaron event with somebody. Um, so kind of take us through what that Hank Aaron event was like. Um, I know I know I know it's like the, within the MLB Develops program. So kind of take us through what that event was and kind of what the day to day looked like. Basically, I mean, their goal is to get more minorities in the game of baseball. So, I mean, it's just a big group of, uh, of minorities. It's not even just black. It's like black kids, Hispanic kids, basically like any minority is there. The best minorities are there. And it's just a week of getting trained by other minorities that are like, not Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers. Some of them actually are Hall of Famers, but just past baseball players in the MLB. And they, they just train you. Like you got your outfielders with the outfielders, infielders with infielders, catcher with catchers. And they're talking about literally breaking every single thing down in the game. And they're just helping you in everything and anything you could think of. And then we'd have like a meeting every day and it'd be like a new celebrity or whatever. Like the, when I went, they had Ken Griffey there. That was crazy. Like he just popped up out of nowhere. They had the Vandy head coach came to talk to us. Um, there was two more that were like crazy too, but I can't, I, I can't remember. But I just remember the Vandy head coach and then Ken Griffey. Like that blew my mind when I seen Ken Griffey. So how how long was the event? How long was it? It was Monday through Friday, I'm pretty sure. And it was in Vero Beach, Florida. It was okay. it was it was nice. Yeah. So who so you mentioned that you there were some former major league baseball players there at that Hank Aaron event. So who were some of the guys that were training you on that day-to-day basis and you were kind of learning the most from? For the outfielder, I had Marquise Grissom, which happened to be my travel ball coach at the time. Um Marquise Grissom. We had and his brother, a brother, uh, we call him Bear Grissom. That's what I call him. Um, and we had guys like, I mean, there's some great players that were there, but I'm really bad with names. Just like they were, I mean, they were everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying, I know, I know some more. Uh, 
I know Mahomes, his dad, like Patrick Mahomes' dad, he was in the MLB. I forgot his first name. He was there. He is hilarious, by the way. Like, that dude's hilarious. I mean, yeah, there was just a bunch of black baseball players that just helped us Monday through Friday. It was, it's a great event. I, I definitely recommend it. So who, when, when you're around guys like that, like guys who play in the major leagues, guys who have gone through the, the reins and been successful within Major League Baseball, what are some different ways that you're picking their brain and just some different questions that you like to ask them just for just for knowledge for yourself? Uh, like I try to say, like, every time when I was there, I try to like if they told me to do something swing wise, I'd ask why. Like just to know why I need to be yeah. doing that or if they're asked if they're telling me I'm doing something wrong. Like I ask them what like what is wrong with it, so I know like exactly what needs to be done. I mean, I like the, my favorite question to ask like what did they do when they were playing in the MLB, like stuff like that. It's just to like pick uh, other guys' brains and just see what they did, and then maybe even put what they were doing into your game, whatever you like the most. Yeah, stuff like that. So besides that Hank Aaron event, when you were like in that travel ball summer ball circuit. Um, were there other like big time events that you were able to be a part of, or for the most part, were you were you playing for the sticks pretty much every weekend? Yeah, I, I didn't go to it. That was literally it. Okay, so dig it. Yeah. So digging in, digging into the sticks a little bit. Kind of take us through how you got connected with the sticks. I know you played for a travel team prior to them. Um, so just kind of take us through what that prior travel ball team was, and then how you got connected with the sticks and what that transition was like. I got connected to the sticks with my yeah prior. Uh, Prior travel ball team, Ryan Mengen. I actually played with the sticks like longer than people know. Like, I, yeah, I just, that was my first like full summer with the sticks was last summer. But I, I played with them like two years before that in a row. It was just one tournament I picked up with them. It was like, I think 2020, it was me and Jonathan Little. And he needed like two extra players. And um, our coach, Ryan Mengen, told us that he needed us or whatever. So we went to play with them. It was like, this, this was a while ago. Like, they were still red and like navy. Not no, they were like red and baby blue, and this the uniforms were sick. But it was a long time ago. I wasn't as good as I was past summer, but yeah, yeah. that's when I started playing with them. Okay, it was so like how, yeah. So how would you compare the prior travel ball team to the Arkansas Sticks? The the biggest thing I definitely say is players like Arkansas Sticks, like you're everybody. It's honestly it's like college. Like everybody on the team's good. Everybody's a, either Arkansas commit. Basically, everybody's Arkansas. It's, yeah, that, that's how. <laughs> You're playing with a bunch of Arkansas commits. I mean, like, it's the best of the best in Arkansas, basically. So, I mean, you got to be – it's a tight ship because if you're not doing your job, you can you can be on the bench pretty fast, just like it is in college. So, I mean, other travel ball teams I play for, I mean, yeah, there's a couple guys that are good, like two or three, but the whole team's not going to be, like, you know, five-star baseball players, basically, yeah. or yeah. power five baseball players. Yeah. yeah. The first so time I came across Coach Brewster and the Arkansas Sticks page, like it's probably like maybe a year and a half ago. Like I kind of just like I think it was Black Cobra tagged them. I was like, oh, let's let's check it. Let's check out what this program's like. Go through, go to their website. It's like rosters like Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. that's the, then, the, like, the then you'll the throw in like this summer. The roster this summer will literally be like Jacksonville State, and then you have like a Oklahoma State, and then it'd be me, Georgia Tech, and then after that, it's just Arkansas, Arkansas. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and a bunch like, of Arkansas. Yeah, and then you'll throw in, like, a like a Georgia LSU or a TCU every yeah. once in a while. But TCU, like, yeah, Georgia. I mean, trip, yeah. That, that whole team's going to be in Fayetteville here in two years. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, if we ever played Arkansas, I'm going to know the whole team. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, ho- ho- I mean, that would be pretty badass for you guys to, I mean, hopefully you guys get to play. I know they're different conference, but I mean, that'd be pretty cool to see. Um, have you guys go up against the, the Razorbacks where half the team is former Arkansas sticks. Yeah. Um, um, so besides the players, obviously all the power five commits that coach Brewster brings in, um, he's been able to build a great program these past couple of years. So besides those power five commits like yourself and all those, all those Razorbacks, like we said, um, what do you think, what else do you think has led to the success of coach Brewster's program? Coach Brewster, I mean, he's a, he's one of a kind of like that guy really, he really cares for his players. Like he'll do anything for you on and off the field, like, whatever you need, he'll get it done. Like, he's texting you, making sure you're good after the game. He's just a nice guy. Like, I mean, he, he finds the best players simply, I think, simply because because of what he, like, how of a much genuine person he is and how much he cares for players. And, I mean, he just has a good, like, rep in the game of baseball. Yeah. It's okay. Like, Bruce, he'll text me, like, 12 o'clock at night, like, we got to play at 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning. He's making sure that I ate and am I feeling well, like, is everybody in the room full? Like, are we good to go? Like, he's he's making sure of stuff like that. So, so what is your relationship like with Coach Brewster? Obviously, playing for those first couple of years, just one, two tournaments each summer. Kind of take us through what it was like the first time you met him, all the way up to now when you were playing with him every day this past summer. Just how that relationship has evolved. Well, from yes, I mean it's evolved tremendously because the first time I met him, I was kind of like intimidated because he like kids like an intimidating person. Yeah, because he really doesn't, he doesn't say much, and I like I don't know like he was intimidating because I the first time I played with him I really didn't play much I, I think I got like one or two at bats it was fun because I like the jerseys and the team was fun to be around but like he really didn't say anything like to me personally not that much but this summer like we really like I became a, a, a important person on the team basically and I mean we just yeah we talked all the time every day. Um, and we got a lot closer than what we were before. Yeah. And you guys, you guys sure. keep those jerseys, right? Yeah. He lets us keep some of them. Some, like, I think the purple, he let us keep all of them except the purple ones. The purple ones, like the uh, do it for CJ jerseys, he had to keep those, but those are special. Yeah. You know, course. so. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, those are, I mean, every, every jersey that three, that three and two makes for the sticks is, is are crazy. legit. I mean, legit. Have, you, have you seen the, the White Sox? Uh, yeah, I saw those. Dude, I was so jealous. I was uh, so jealous. See, for, see for, for some reason, I know I saw you playing with the 23s this past uh, summer. So, for yeah. some reason, in, in my head, I thought you were a 23. And I thought yeah. you were on that roster until just, like, like last week when I started doing, like, some, re- like, research for the for the interview. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't – I thought you were going to be – I thought you were 23 head to Georgia Tech next year. Yeah, I didn't, nah. I didn't I realize with you out on that. Yeah, I play with them because I'm. A, I was like really young. I'm a really young uh, 22, so I could play with them. I'd rather like play summer ball than like go to one of these like college summer ball ones because I, I really didn't know where to go. Yeah. So I was like, I'm young enough to play it again. I mean, it's competitive. 17 baseball, 23 baseball is. I mean, it's competitive as it gets. So, and it's better than playing 18 baseball because not many people play 18 baseball. First time. So, I just went and played with the sticks for sure. And but at first, at first, I didn't even start with the sticks. I um. I played with USA Prime, and then Brewster realized that I was young enough uh, to play on, like, his team through my mom's, like, happy birthday Facebook post, and then he texted me immediately, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm playing for the stick. Yeah, and so did you end up playing for a tournament for the USA Prime, or did it end up not just not happening at all? I played, I played one tournament with them fully before the Arkansas Sticks started, 
And then when he texted me, I played that tournament too. And then I literally like, it was a perfect game on PBR tournament. So USA Prime was in perfect game and then sticks were in PBR. And I like the time just happened to be perfect. So in the morning I played with Prime for the perfect game. And then I'd go like at night to play with PBR. Okay. So, yeah. So what was that USA? But then after that, after that, I just played with the sticks. Okay. So what was that? What was that USA Prime um, organization like playing for them for a couple tournaments? Because I mean, if you look, let's say like you you if you were to rank like the top five, top ten uh, travel organizations within travel ball, I mean, I'm sure the Sticks and I'm sure USA Prime are both on those on those lists. So mm. what was that USA Prime organization ran like compared to the Sticks? See, I I can't say like I don't know the the main USA Prime team because I wasn't on that. I was oh okay. The- like, because USA Prime had so many teams. I was playing on the team where my, like I said, my hitting coach at home, he was, he just got a part of the USA Prime. And I was on the team still because that's my favorite coach. And I just wanted to play with him. So I couldn't tell you, like, because we play USA Prime and they end up beating us two to zero. So, I mean, it's probably the same type of organization. It's just a bunch of guys. Now, I, I can't speak on the coaching staff. I don't, I doubt the coaching staff is better than the sticks. But player-wise, the main, like the number one USA Prime team and the number one Sticks team is just about the same. Yeah. But like the team I played for is, I mean, it's tremendously different. Yeah. Player-wise, that USA Prime roster is just, I mean, like, I mean, like you said, I mean, that USA Prime roster is like tennis. It's like you go down the list. It's like Tennessee, Alabama, Tennessee, Texas. I mean, I yeah. believe they've got two guys projected going the first round. Um, Clemson with Dylan Head, and then. Uh, couple other guys no but they've mm-hmm. they, I mean, they've had a great program as well um but no if you were i know you're oh you're done with travel now you're at georgia tech um so I'm, I'm sure you kind of want to like for, forget about it in a way and kind of move on to your next step in your career um but just looking back into travel ball just a little bit what were some of your favorite memories you kind of got to be a part of for that um just going to tournaments every weekend with um coach brewster or even with the team that you were with before just kind of take us through what some of those uh, favorite memories were I don't. I mean, I've been playing travel ball for you know a long time, and like two of my favorite memories literally came from the last summer. It's definitely like we we had a championship game. Um. Well, I'm gonna go to the the home run first. The one that I like stared at for like 30 seconds and got so much, so much hate for it. That's definitely like in the top five of of travel ball. I'll probably never hit a wood bat home run that far in my life. That was that was fun. I love that that moment. And then literally like the next day. We have we were in the championship game. I think I I rolled over the first at bat, second at bat I struck out. They were chirping crazy. And then I get in and it was like a tie game. I think we were one out or something. There was runner on second, I believe, and I smashed one up the middle. We won the game. And then I mean that's a favorite moment because I've never walked off a game ever. That was my first time. Like I've never walked off a game. So that's in my uh definitely one of my favorite moments. And probably another one would be just that tournament that I got when I was like literally talking to no schools and then I had the best tournament of my life. I literally don't remember missing the ball. Like I don't, I need to do whatever I was doing then. I need to do that. Now. <laughs> like, I, I did not miss a ball. Like yeah. best tournament I ever had in my life. And then it just like, I literally went home and I was just talking to schools. Yeah. Like it didn't even start. It didn't even start like small schools. I literally, I think the first school I talked to was like, LSU wants to talk to you. I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, I was like, I literally like last week I wasn't talking to nobody. Now I'm I'm in my bed. My coach calls me. LSU wants to call you. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what about like some like D two or like yeah. JUCO? 
it, was, it literally went straight to LSU. So, I mean, that was it was that was fun too. Yeah. So, with you being an Atlanta guy, are you a Lake Point or are you East Cobb East Cobb guy? Lake Point. Lake Point. Yes. Okay. I, I'm I, I'm Team Lake Point. Okay. I mean, cause I've been asking. I had uh, a couple. Ethan Sutton. I think he said you guys are pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other guys from the Atlanta area I've had on the past couple weeks or so, and I always ask that Lake Point, East Cobb. I've only been to East Cobb. I haven't been to Lake Point yet. Um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, I thought East Cobb was pretty cool, but no, I might as well just scratch that question because I think it's like seven for seven. People keep saying Lake Point, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're both great baseball. Players. I like the people. I like the people at Lake Point too, like. The people that work there are like really cool. Like they 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 communicate with you, like they talk to you, whatever. Like every time I'm up the bat, like I have like eight cameras on me at Lake Point. At East Cobb, like it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool at Lake Point. They do they do a really good job, like off the like not just it being a baseball facility. Yeah, of course. Like their social media and stuff is good. Like that's why I like Lake Point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, prep ba- prep baseball report does a good job. I mean, I got a PBR. Uh, but no, like I'm a PBR guy over perfect game, yeah, for sure. All right, so moving away from travel ball, um, let's take it even further, uh, kind of where your name kind of got out there to where a bunch of people kind of got to know who Jace Blaylock was. You were part of that Little League World Series team, played pretty well there. I mean, hit like 400-foot home runs as a 12-, 13-year-old. So let's kind of dig into it. What was that Little League World Series like? Um, what was that Little League World Series experience like for you? Uh, just kind of take us through that. I mean, I can't – I can't, I don't even know where to start. Like, that that whole experience was crazy. Like, there's so many stories behind this that, like, I've never gotten to tell. Um, Because only people, like, saw the video and they just, like, know it as that. But, like, that week was so much bigger than just that. Because when I first got there, I mean, it's like a week-long thing. So, my first couple games, I probably had, like, three or four games, and I didn't sniff a ball. Like, I didn't touch a ball. The first ball I hit was that, like, that home run. That's the first ball, like, foul. I didn't foul the ball off. I didn't hit a ground ball. Like, I didn't get out by, like, hitting a ground ball, pop fly. Like, no. Like, I would swing through three pitches in a row, and I would go back to the dugout. And I don't, like, me and my, my dad, like, we just had a long talk. We prayed before the game. He helped me out. And then I go up there first at bat, and I do that. Like, and it just happened. And after that, I didn't – literally after that, I didn't miss a ball. So, I just – after that happened, I got absolutely hot and I didn't miss a ball. Like, that's not – to me, that's not even the craziest thing that happened that, like, there. Because the next game we played, I think it was against Alabama, and I literally went – I almost had a cycle. Like, I was this close away from my cycle. I almost hit another home run. I had a single, double, and triple. And the hardest thing to do in a Little League World Series is hit, is hit a triple. And I oh, somehow – It feels did. like 220. It feels like 200 and yeah, 200 and like 220. Like, I hit a triple that I've honestly, I've never seen anybody <laughs> hit a triple, and I somehow hit one. So, I literally had a single, double, and triple, and I I popped up, and I was like so close to hitting the home run. I almost had a cycle like the game after the um, yeah, the big home run or whatever. So, yeah, but I mean, that home run, like, I didn't even, as a 12 year old, I didn't even know how to handle it. Like, I literally I hit the home run, we won the game. Like, at the time, I have Instagram, but, like, I honestly don't even know how to work it, for real. Like, like I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I've had it for a while, but, like, I don't even really post on it or whatever. And I literally, I remember, like, somebody, it was, like, a Little League World Series page, and they, they posted it and, like, tagged me. And I just remember, as a 12-year-old, like, I was going to sleep, and my phone was literally, like, ding, 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 ding. Like, it, it would not stop. 
like the people like the host who was with it's my cousin it's my godfather uh his his son played on the team with me so we all had hotel rooms he's like jace turn your phone off I, I didn't even know what it was like i go on my phone and it's like i went from having like 500 followers like a thousand in just 30 minutes so then i turn off i go to sleep i wake up i have like five thousand instagram followers from like 500 <laughs> and as a 12 year old kid i'm like what is going on like <laughs> what happened what is happening then after that i go downstairs we have team breakfast i'm literally and i'm on the i'm on the like the in the like cafeteria area i guess in the hotel like eating breakfast i'm eating cereal i'm eating cereal and i'm looking at sports center top 10 not thinking at all that i would be on on the tv i'm just yeah. eating watching sports center like i like a kid does i'm eating and it's like number one it's like the number one i'm eating and i look up I'm like, bro, that's like, it was my video. I'm like, there's no way I'm like number one on sports in the top 10 as a 12 year old. Like it, it was like mind boggling. Like it blew my mind that, that, cause I've, I've been doing that. Like I've hit home runs like that before. Yeah. It just happened to be a little league world series. So like it just blew up. So I'm, I remember just eating and looking at myself on sports in the top 10. Like that's the biggest thing that happened. Like that was like crazy to me. And it was just, it was, it was a great week. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget it. So for you sure. said, you said you so you said you didn't touch a ball before that home run, but no. then if you if you go through the, that like because I just watched that YouTube clip yesterday, um, mm -hmm. as I was kind of just like watching, and I remember that as you hit it, the announcer goes, "This this twelve year old or th whatever you were thirteen or whatever," he goes, mm -hmm. he goes, "This twelve year old can hit it into the trees." Mm -hmm. He was like, "He's like, could you imagine if we see that right now?" And, and yeah, it, it was crazy. So, like, what do you – so, how do you think the announcer kind of knew, like, that scouting report on you if you kind of struggled there at the beginning of the tournament? Well, I think he got that from my coach because the coach, like, gives you things to the announcers to say okay. or whatever. So, my coach, already, like, he knew that I could do it. I just wasn't doing it. And, I, like, I was – like, how I look right now is how I look then. I have not grown one inch. Really? No. So, like – I, if you put me next to it, like a 12-year-old right now, like that's what I looked like when I was there. So like I was just big and I just looked like I could do it. So I was literally the same size. Like I, I've gained weight, but height-wise, like I'm the same. Okay. Well, I mean, I figured like you hadn't grown much because uh -huh. I mean, I remember why, because I'm a couple years older than you. So like I was maybe like 14, 15 at the time. So, I mean, I remember that tournament pretty well just watching. And I remember you just towering over everybody. And as I went to WWA this past summer and I saw your name on that Arkansas Sticks roster, I was like, all right, where? I was like, where is this guy? I was like, this guy's got to be like 6'8 now. I'm like looking around. I'm like, where, where's he at? And then, it, then you come up to bat. I'm like, oh, shoot, looks like he's maybe grown a couple inches, but not. not I, the amount of people that tell me that, like, they thought I would be like 6'3, 6'4. I'm like, me too, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I, th I honestly, I, I blame it on like, I don't know how true like people say like lifting heavy weights at a young age can stunt your growth, but that's what I put it on because I was lifting heavy weights <laughs> at like 11, <laughs> 12. So that's what I always put it on. I was squatting way too much to be that young. So I guess that's what happened because I'm supposed to be like, I was literally this size then. So I don't know. I just stopped growing. But it's all good. It's baseball. I mean, they're short people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Jose Altupe is like 5'5. Five, five. Yeah. So. But uh, when it comes to the Little League World Series, and obviously you said the coach kind of gives them, gives like the announcer some scouting reports. So the, the announcers have something to talk about. 
on the player side of things, like what type of media are they taking you through once you make it to the League World Series um, so they can kind of have some production-wise for you? Because I know they kind of like uh, – what was that one – uh, like big goofy white guys name big Earl. big tongues or whatever we played yeah. against them yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah so like uh, they have all that like content of you guys so mm-hmm. like what is it before the little league world series starts that they kind of take you through see well i i didn't make we didn't make it to the little league world series that was like regionals oh okay okay but so, i mean you guys I mean, still have some st- sort of stuff like, yeah some stuff it depends on like literally like after i hit that ball they had like this whole like they did this video where they, I went to the field and the trees that I hit the ball in, like I, I went in the woods or whatever and walked in the woods and like I grabbed the ball and I came out I was like, oh, I found it. Like it's just little stuff like that. But when you get to like actual Little League World Series, like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's kind of like a commercial. Like they have commercials for like each team's type stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't get, I mean, I didn't get quite there. But I mean, we lost in the championship to North Carolina and they ended up winning the whole thing. So we were close. Yeah. But I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't make it all the way. Yeah. Um. So at, you said that you went from like 500 to 5,000 followers that night of the home run, but kind of after that, you you can like you said, you continued to play well in the Little League World Series. What other types of publicity did you get? Um, in terms of just a lot, lots of followers, or like you said, that media coverage after that night from 500 to 5,000 followers. Like what what else was that publicity you saw? Like I literally had like it wasn't that night, but. The Atlanta Braves like posted the video and it was like, I wonder if it was like, I think it was a, a tweet. I wonder if this Georgia kid could like do it and the new sun. It was literally like Truist just had opened that week. And they were like, I wonder if he could hit it at the new ballpark. And I'm thinking it's a joke. Yeah. And like I literally get a phone call like literally asking me to come do it. And I'm like, what? Like there's no way. Like I thought it was a joke. And like I literally get a phone call like probably that day or the next day about coming and do that. So I went, I'll I go to uh, Truist. Like there hadn't even been a game played there yet. Like there was a game probably the next day or like the day after. Like I literally think I was the first person to like hit on that field. Not hit on the field, but like actually yeah. hit a, like hit a home run because it was brand new. And I they brought me out there and I had like, I probably got like 20 pitches and I literally only hit one out. But it went, it went on the like the second day. And they just got that video, and that blew up more than the the Little League World Series. I'm sure. So then it went from like five k to like eight k, and then the rest I've just gained over the years. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're so you're a 13 year old kid. You get the Atlanta Braves reach out to you to come hit at their brand new ballpark. No games ever been played at. You get there, you walk up those stairs from the dugout. I mean, take us through what some of those nerves are just going through your body. Just like man, like what's what, what the hell's going on right now? Just kind of take us through that. Honestly, all I can think about was like I cannot have these people bring me here and not hit a home run. Was like I can't. It was I was I was on like pitch fifteen. I was like, okay, James, hit a home run. <laughs> like I can't not hit one. And then I finally hit one. So honestly, all I was thinking about like it was cool. Like, but my nerves were literally like all focused on not embarrassing myself. Sure. Hit a home run. <laughs> like I wouldn't even really focus on like the field, the, the like what everything looks like. I was like, okay. There's people out here, and like I think Dansby Swanson and like Ozzy was like warming up, doing like front hands while I'm hit, taking BP. Like I got to hit a home run. Yeah. And did you so, get the chance to meet those guys when you were there? I met. I think I shook Dansby's hand, and then I met. Uh, he doesn't play on the Braves anymore. He hasn't played on them for a while. I think it's Matt Kemp. His name was Matt Kemp, right? Oh, Matt he was Kemp. On the yeah. Yeah, I had a conversation with him. 
and uh he was just asking me about Little League World Series and stuff, and he said he saw the video. And he was a big fan and stuff like that. And I got a picture with him, but I shook Dansby's hand and I talked to Matt Kemp. That's yeah. about it. And with with you being from Georgia, are you a Braves fan? Like, was that like pretty? Yeah, much yeah. Right? I'm a Braves fan. Okay, so yeah. was Dansby or Matt Kemp maybe some of your favorite players on that year's team? Like, was it cool to meet those guys? Yeah, it was cool to see Dansby and like shake his hand for sure. Because I, I was a big Dansby fan. Matt Kemp, I mean, I, I knew him, but I, like I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, I mean he. Made, I mean, I mean he's, he's he's a professional baseball player, so yeah. And I mean he finished. I believe he either won MVP. No, he he was second in MVP behind Ryan Braun that one year, long long time ago when he was with the Dodgers. But um, digging mm -hmm. into the League World Series team in general. So besides yourself, are there anyone on that team who's currently committed as a senior to a Power Five, or are there some guys in your class who are currently playing college baseball? So we have we have a couple actually. We have. First, we have my cousin. He's like my he's my cousin, my best friend, and like I said, his dad was like our host. He's my goddad. Yeah. Um, our grandmas are sisters. The guy I'm talking about. He doesn't play baseball anymore, but he's like a he's a four star. He's committed to Florida, uh, Florida University of Florida. He went to my high school. He goes to Trinity. So we got him. We got Caleb Cost. He's a two way. He's going to North Carolina, I think, for baseball and football. We got Bryce Alwine. I think he's committed to Mercer for baseball. PJ um, Green, he just he literally just committed to Mizzou. Uh, there's some more. I know there's some more. And all those guys were on that same Little League World Series team? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know, like, I think it was, like, the year before you guys when that Illinois team made it to the League World Series, and, like, they had something go on when it came to, like, location-wise. So that was, like, yeah, it was, like, that might have been two years yeah, like two, three. Because that was okay. – I remember watching that, and I was young. That was a long time ago. So, what, like, what what are those regulations when it comes to, like, being able to qualify for that Little League World Series? Like, do you guys all have to be from that, like, the same town? Or what What See, exactly is that? All those guys were, like – they yeah, they were from the same town. But mine – I wasn't even from that town. Like, I'm 40 minutes from that town. But I – like, my, the regulations were – it's either where you like live or where you go to school. And I went to a private school, which is in the town of the team. So okay. I could play. But all those other guys, they were like, they lived there and they were just on the team, happened to be on the team. Okay. But me, I, 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 I got to play because the school I went to and it was okay. in the district. Cause I, the school, like if I go, if I went to the school that I was district for, like it's a country school. Like we literally have no baseball field and a batting cage. Like we have a batting cage with oh. no field. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so how did how did how did those tournaments work to where they were kind of figuring out what team was going to represent Georgia in in the Little League World Series? Yeah. Before you get there, it's like you have it's two different tournaments. There's one for your area, like you play a, a couple teams from like the area you're from. Yeah. And you, you see, it's like I think it was Peachtree City. It was either like Cartersville, and it was like a couple other counties or whatever, or, or cities or whatever. And we won that. And we got to play in Peachtree City, so that was fun. That was like a big deal too. There was a lot of people there. It wasn't televised, but it was like everybody from around there was there. It was fun. I'm sure. And then we went to like the regional, which is like who's basically going to be for the South. It was like Georgia, Alabama. No, it wasn't Georgia, Alabama. It was like it was Georgia district. It was like the it was South, like Central, and then North or whatever. And that was a couple teams. We won that. So then it was like just Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida. It was the South versus, and then we end up losing. 
Yeah. And then North Carolina went on. So yeah. So when you guys do end up like winning that tournament to register to uh represent Georgia, at that point, that's when you guys go to Pennsylvania, right? Or is it when you guys all play each other like North Carolina, uh, South yeah. Carolina? Yeah. If you win that, that's when you go to Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. See, I thought for some for some reason I I kind of always thought that if you re- if you represented your state, then you were good to go to go to Pennsylvania. Okay. No, so I wish if that would have happened at Williamsport, it I would it would have went way bigger. Yeah, because I mean, like, there, that I, been crazy. there's so many more people there too. Yeah, that would have been crazy. They like it was in Warren Roberts, Georgia. Now, don't you, it was a, it was actually a really big crowd, but it it's nothing like there's like twenty thousand people that go to Williamsport. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that was, that's, that's like my biggest regret, like not being, like not winning that game and not going. Yeah. But right. So, so digging into just one more thing before we kind of move on to like just beyond the field stuff. Um, so just digging into your hitting approach a little bit, kind of take us through what's going through your mind as you walk up to the plate and kind of what you're trying to do with each at bat. Well, my biggest thing is like, oh, I'm a hit, like I'm a fastball hitter. Like I love, I mean, everybody is, but like that's my key thing is just try, I'm trying to get a fastball. A one that I can do damage to. Like I'm, I'm not like a slap hitter by any chance. Like I'm literally trying to embarrass the pitcher. Like I, I'm trying to make damage. Like that's you can tell. Like on my misses, that's what I'm trying to do. But um, it always doesn't go like that. I obviously get pitched other things. Yeah. And what I'm struggling with now is like laying off of like dirt balls or curveballs or sliders and stuff. Like my favorite thing in baseball is to get to a two zero count because for some reason like two zero counts it's like. It's not an automatic fastball, but it's like ninety percent chance. Yeah, it's, it's like, my best. My best hit balls are most likely on two zero count. Like that's my favorite. Like I'm jumping in my shoes when it's two zero. Yeah. So like that's that's probably my biggest thing. Just just handle the pitch that I, that I, I mean that everybody likes to handle. Don't miss that one. So what happens when it's o two? Do you have a two strike approach? Because from watching you, it looks like you're more of like a yes 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 no like type mm-hmm. of to where you're like you're swinging all the way unless it's like completely out of the strike zone. So do you have a strike approach? Or- I do. It depends. See, I don't just like it depends on the situation. Like if it's like if it's two outs and nobody's on base, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shorten my swing down because I'm not the best base runner. Like I'm not gonna just try to slap a ball over and get on and not probably not be able to advance somewhere. Like if it, it's two outs, nobody on, like I'm gonna still try to like do some damage to a ball to get a double or maybe a home run. But if it's like, I mean, we're in a tie game and it's somebody on second and third, and I need to do a job, then yes, I'll I'll shorten my swing up and I'll do it. Like I've done, I did it for uh, Coach Brewster. Like there's, I have some videos where I have no stride and I just slap a ball to the other side. Um, um but yeah, I, I always it has to be like a, a direct like timing for the two strike approach. Yeah. So if you had to compare yourself to a to like a major league ball player right now, uh, when it comes to you in the batter's box, who do you think that would be? I don't I, – I like to, like, compare myself to, like, the shorter guys always because, like, we have the same body frames. Yeah. Um, I mean, swing-wise, like, I literally – like, Altuve, like, me and him, I had this – our swing was, like, identical in the summer. Like, if you look at my hand movement and everything, it was, it was his. I mean, I'm not that small, but, like, kind of towards – because he swings hard. So he's a small dude, but, like, he, yeah. he hits the ball. Yeah. But I guys like that. I always look up to like Mookie Betts, smaller guys, Albies. I ain't as fast as them dudes, but swing wise, yeah. 
So if you, you talk about hand movement there, how it was kind of similar to Altuve, if you kind of had it had to like dig into that a little bit more, kind of take us through the mechanics and maybe like that hand move of your swing from where you're just from the load all the way to the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say like people honestly like bash me because my they say my swing's too big, but like I would I look at people all the time with simple swings and I like wish I could do it, but I can't. I don't I, I don't know how to. Like every time I try to simple, like I find myself when I struggle, I'll look at somebody and be like, "Man, they're swing so simple." Like, I, like, I often, all all the time, I try to simple my swing, and I feel like it just makes it worse. Like my best, like I have to have a big swing. Like I just feel like that's just me at this point. Like, and my hitting coach will tell you that. Like people don't believe that, and people think that's dumb. But like, I just try to simple my swing, and it's just like I feel like I'm even more late. Like people think I'm late with a big swing. I simple it and it's like I'm still late. Like I'm even more late. So why not have a big swing and just do Shoot what I've always done? Shoot for yeah. the moon. It's not even that. It's just like like I've just always had a bigger like leg kick and like hand movement, and I'm good at doing it. So yeah. So if you had to dig into your in game entirety, and let's say you're a scout watching your game from right field, hopefully not left field, but from right field, um, in the mm-hmm. batter's box. I'm um, just kind of what what's it like? What what do you think a scout would say? What would be a personal scouting report on yourself? Uh for sure getting a swings off. When I'm like when I'm being myself, like I'm not gonna swing at anything that I don't need to be swinging at. Like I, I have good takes, my takes are good. Like my takes lead up my big thing that I talk to with my hitting coach, like my takes lead up to my next barrel. So if it looks like I'm about to if I take the ball and it looks like I'm about to literally like unleash on it but I take like it's gonna be a good at bat so like that's a good thing like my takes are good I'm gonna get my a swing off like I, when I hit the ball like I usually don't roll over or like just flare one like I usually like barrel pretty good like when I'm like when I'm hitting I'm barreling balls like I'm not getting base hits off like rollovers or like chalupas like I'm barreling balls yeah um I definitely say scouts would say I'm really good at going opposite field even with the swing I have, like, opposite field, I had seven home runs this year in high school, and literally five of them were, like, oppo, oppo. Yeah. And are those pitches outside, or can you take a – can you take pretty much every any any pitch to oppo, oppo? Most of them – most of them are outside. Like, if it's inside, I'm going to try to pull it because I love pulling balls. But, like, most of them were outside because that's where they were pitching to me. But, like, there's nothing better than hitting the ball. Like, bearing the ball opposite field, that's not, like, oh, that's yeah. my favorite thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it gives you a better angle at it, too, because you don't, you don't, have, like you said, you got, you got a bunch of crap for when you stood and watched that one ball you hit, like, 500 foot. I mean, if it, if you hit it to right field, I mean, you can watch it the whole way as you, as you round first base. Yeah. But no, um, so with, with your, with your freshman season beginning in, I can't remember if it's, is it late February, early March um, at Georgia Tech? Uh, what are some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on in your game before kind of opening night and before kind of the actual season starts? Uh, I definitely say like uh, my defense. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I would say my arm, getting a stronger arm, um, being more like of a like a greedy base runner, like a better base runner, get a little faster. But like all the things I'm naming, like I've since I've stepped foot on the camp, like I've gotten tremendously better since you know the summer. Like my arm's gotten a lot stronger, and I, um, that's one thing I wanted to work on before I got here. And, and I'm glad it's like it's kind of catching up. Like my arm's getting pretty good, so yeah, yeah. I'd say my arm base running and just getting a little faster defense okay. too. Yeah. So so being at Georgia Tech now for this whole fall ball, playing for Coach Brewster, playing for that uh, the one coach who coached at USA Prime that you played for, who you said was your favorite coach. 
Um, if you kind of had to go through and pick out the most influential people in your baseball career so far, so two, three, four people, um, who would be those most influential people and what would be the reason for that? Uh, one would definitely be my dad, my, uh, my dad for sure. Just because, I mean, he, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be as good as I am. Like, he takes me everywhere. He, he makes sure I'm with the right people. Um, he's helping me, praying with me, just making sure my head's right, stuff like that. And he, like, he might not be, he didn't really play baseball, but, like, he'll tell me something. He sees my swing probably better than anybody because he's, he's seen it the most. Yeah. Like, he's seen it from since I was, like, five years old or now. So, he, like, he'll tell me something that'll be wrong. I might not want to listen to him because it's my dad. Like, he don't he – he's not really a baseball player. But he's, like, he's he's got – he's seen it so much that he knows when something's wrong. So, it's definitely my dad first. And then Blake Austin, like, my favorite hitting coach, he's taught me – like, he's really made me a monster, I feel like, um, for sure. I've been hitting with him since, like, 13. Blake and then uh, Ryan Mengen, he's the reason, like, I'm committed here. It was him and Blake. He was help, They were helping me through my whole uh, recruiting process. I mean, he's the guy who put me on with Brewster as well. Um, Ryan Mingen, Corey Mingen, that goes along with Ryan. That's his brother. Those two are together. Those are uh, one of my favorite coaches for sure. Um, and then Brewster. Brewster's in that conversation. After this last past summer, Brewster, I mean, he helped me tremendously. So Brewster's in there too. Uh, those are, yeah, I'd say those, those four guys. I mean, there's so many more, but. I mean, I'd be here all day. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's how – I mean, for most guys who are going to Power 5 schools who have dominated their entire life, I mean, they have countless of people who have been influential in their career. But, I mean, everyone has those handful of guys who have kind of maybe put a step above everybody else in, in, in their career. So I always kind of like to ask you guys, kind of see who those people are. Obviously, Coach Brewster has been pretty popular here these past – five, six weeks as I've had all the sticks players on majority of people do say coach Brewster has been pretty influential in their careers. Um, but no, just digging, digging away from the baseball field a little bit. I just got a couple more questions here for you. Then we'll end it off. Um, so I know you mentioned hunting, you've mentioned your faith a little bit, um, but what are some of your passion that you have beyond the baseball field? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm a big family guy, God guy, um, hunting and fishing. Like I was a two sport athlete. I, I tell people all the time, like, People look at me and don't think I'm country or whatever, but like I'll tell people I'm a two sport athlete, like, and they'll guess like oh, what you play baseball and football or uh, baseball and basketball. I'm like, no, like I played baseball and I was on the fishing team. Like every <laughs> like I I fish like I had I think six tournaments. Like we'd fish we fish every lake in Georgia. I, it was me and my buddy Jake, and it, we had like five guys on the team, and we fished against like 250 boats like every weekend. Like, it's a big thing. It's 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 Georgia High School, like oh, it's Bassmaster, um, fishing circuit. So it's like two hundred fifty guys. You're on one lake and you're just competing against everybody. So that was, I mean, that was fun. That I had just as much fun doing that than I had playing baseball. Yeah. So with you, with you being a big fishing guy, um, have you had the opportunity? And and with you now being a co collegiate student, being able to capitalize off your NIL, have you had any opportunities to work with? Like some outdoorsman ship, outdoorsman type companies. Well, I just had a wing right now for like I have discount codes. It says this hat says broadheads over bullets because I'm a bit I, I shoot bows or whatever. Yeah. So like little I have uh, like eight hats up there. Like I have discount codes with all type of outdoor um, apparel places. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm trying to get into that some more. But yeah, I, I've I've got my feet wet on stuff. Okay, I'm I'm looking I'm looking at it right now. G GTO brand is that? Yeah, good time. Is that the hat you're wearing now, or what exactly no. is the GTO brand? GTO is a it's a it's like a small um, just a pair of places like an outdoor hunting hunting and fishing type of thing. It's a great. It's GTO stands for Great Time Outdoors. I got some shirts and stuff down there that they uh, gave to me, and I have like a discount code. Yeah. That's so. It, it, I've got some people to use the codes, and like at, each time they do, I get a little percentage of it or whatever. So okay. And then Web, what, so how'd you get connected with them? And then how'd you get connected with Web Western? That actually looks like a cool. That actually looks like a cool brand to be a part of. So, like, how'd you get connected with Web? Uh, those two, I actually reached out to them, and I sent them like a whole like professional type of dm just saying like i'm a i'm a college athlete that does the thing that y'all like that y'all post or whatever yeah. and um and they they just they agree with me they sent me like this stuff or whatever and then i i promoted on my instagram which it worked like i had a lot of people like buy some of the stuff but after i posted those two like i had more companies just like killing my dm that they they see me off their profile and they see it from me and they like call me or not call me but like dm me and follow me and stuff and i wouldn't respond to some of them but a lot of them i did and i, and I have some more that uh that are coming up like uh team halo is the biggest one like that's coming up i'm gonna get with them that's like you know riley green that's like his yeah. brain and I, I i talk to the ceo of halo all the time he's a big deer hunter or whatever and he actually like lives not too far away from me so we're supposed to be doing something soon i'm excited about that yeah. So what's what's been your favorite kind of nil deal so far? Uh, I really don't like nil. I really don't have. I don't. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's just the the ones that I have. They're not really nil. I'm getting paid off the like the codes that they're using, but it's yeah. not really nil. But the Team Halo one, like Halo Country, that that'll be my first one, and okay. that's the one I because I, I don't want too many. Of I'm course. Saying? Like I want like. Yeah, but when that happens, it'll be Halo for sure. Like that's that's big for me. Yeah. You don't you don't want that brand dilution. Something something you'll probably yeah. in, in your marketing yeah. class. I don't, yeah. um, I don't want to just be out here like chasing like anybody. Just you know what I'm saying. And do you, do you have anybody helping you with, with your nil stuff, or for the most part, are you kind of taking it on by yourself? I'm taking it on by myself. But my mom helps me a little bit. Yeah, I try to be independent on it, so I make my own decisions because I'm. I'm I'm pretty smart with that type of stuff. So like I'm I'm a I'm a big NIL guy when it because obviously since I'm an aspiring agent, like I use NIL as like a way to just gain experience and help athletes just uh like I've helped I helped one athlete a couple athletes like build their own personal website so athletes can reach I mean companies can reach out that way, help them do some logos. So like that type of stuff. Obviously, with me not being able to represent MLB like professional players at this point in my career, um me just being a college student, like that's one way that I've actually like Get, got gained experience uh but yeah. when, so in georgia for high for high school fishing like does every high school have a fishing team or for them like is it like select schools it's a like school every school doesn't have like i think trinity is the only one in my school's county that had no that has one um there's one like the next county has one pike county and they're actually really good um but other than that like no Every school definitely doesn't have one. I only know two, like where I'm from, that has one. Okay. But the schools, I mean, there's there's people out there, the schools out there, like that's their best sport. Like they, that's what they do. 
Like there, like there's you every tournament you'll see the same guys in the top five because that's literally what they do. Like they're a fishing school. Shoot, that's I mean, I mean that's cool in a way. It's something I would definitely never see anything where I'm from. But mm. no, that's that's cool. Um, like my and my best buddies, like that, my best friends that were on the team, Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Wood and Max Gosling, like they went to school, they went to school to college and got scholarships to fish. Like they're still fishing in college. Oh sure. Going, okay. they, they went to Montevello University. Like Montevello University is like Alabama when it comes to like fishing. For fishing. For fishing. Yeah. And that's what they went. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So when it comes when it comes to some of your motivations, so what is it that kind of gets you up every day? Kind of gets up kind of like just what is it that motivates you to get up, kind of win the day every day, and just kind of keep striving toward your dreams and some of your goals? Um I I say like for the main part, sometimes like this may sound weird. Like I'll look at somebody in life, and it like sometimes I'll just look at somebody, and it, it just I can just feel like they just don't enjoy what they do. Like they don't enjoy, like they just wake up and do the same thing over and over. And my biggest fear, like I don't want to, I don't want to just wake up and just not enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to wake up and just do the same thing over and over. So like I try to do everything that I'm doing now to the best of my ability. So I can like have a life where I like I can wake up and do whatever I want. Like I can wake up and just live my life and enjoy what I'm doing in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want to just slack and then I just get in a position where I'm waking up, I'm going to a nine to five every day, and then I'm coming home and just dreading doing that over and over. There's nothing wrong with nine to fives. I'm just saying like that's just something like that fuels me because this I don't want my life to be like that. Of course. So what what does that life look like? So perfect picture twenty years from now. You're gonna be what four? What? Or you said you're 18 now, so you're 30, you're 38 years old. Perfect picture. Everything goes right. You keep striving towards your dreams and some of your goals. What does that perfect picture in your life look like? Perfect picture. Definitely like a retired baseball player with like that literally travels the world hunting. Okay. Like that'd be that'd be my perfect. Like that that would be. I have money, like I retire and literally just travel the world, hunting all over the place. Okay, so what? What? Where's your dream place to hunt, and what's your dream animal to, to hunt down? Texas, they have, they have deer, like, out of the, like, there's deer there that just make you, like, I would, I well, I wouldn't even be able to breathe. Like, there's deer there that just don't even look like they're real. Really, it's just because they're so yeah. big, or yeah. what's the they're, I don't even know the reason. I can't tell you the reason. I just know Texas deer are just humongous. And okay. When they say Texas, everything is bigger in Texas. They're a different time of the deer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that that for sure be one. And then like Iowa, Kansas for sure. Um, yeah. What the like Florida turkey hunting is good. Uh, New Mexico turkey hunting. Like I have. Tur- I don't know if you. I have turkey tracks on my chest. Oh, that's 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 a badass tattoo. Yeah, I'm a big turkey hunt is probably my favorite thing to hunt. But uh, yeah, that's what that's my perfect thing. Like a retired baseball player or retired any like it don't even have to be just a retired something making some some good money and just traveling around the world. You know what I'm saying. So would you want to go to Africa and hunt down some of those like the big game stuff that people hunt? See, I mean that'd be cool, but like that's like that's not like it excites me. But I wouldn't just say like that's something I want to do. Like I'd rather stay in America and just I mean hunting texas and iowa and these montana like these places that we have so but i mean i, I bet you like people that actually like to do the stuff that i'm talking about doing i bet you like yeah africa is something crazy to them because they do this like they've been everywhere so 
I'm just saying that because I, I I hunt the same 400 acres all my life. So yeah, what a, what a, what a little bit of variation to go out and kind of explore. Yeah. But no, I I so I'm from a small town and we've got a couple hunters that every year they go to Africa. And I mean, a couple of them, like I've known pretty well, like they're friends with my parents and stuff. They're older. And like, every time they come home from Africa, I'm like, Oh, like show me some pictures. Like, what all did you see? And it's cool. Like, it's, it's super cool. Some of the stuff that they see, they find. Um, I know one guy hunted down, it was some sort of animal that it had two like horns that just went straight up that were like six foot tall each uh, that he had. That, that I think that, I think that's what it was. I mean, just sitting in his living room. Um, he showed me all these pictures. He said one time uh, they're driving down this lane and they had to stop because this spider made such a big web that they couldn't drive through it, like how thick it was. Like no, because no, it took so he showed me the picture. It was like two, it was like just trees along trees along trees down this lane, and they had to stop because it was like you could see the spider moving on this web, how big the spider had to be like that big. Like it, I mean. I know, like I have to go through it. I don't. I, I can't remember this. I can't remember the full story, but I don't know if they like had some sort of spray because they because he told me they acted like it was normal, like this happens all the time. And I'm just like, I would love to go to Africa and hunt down like whatever animals you can down there. But I mean, seeing seeing that, uh, I I hate yeah, no, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Like I'll like I'm not a big hunter, but I mean, I'll I'll, I'll if I was you, I'd stick in Texas too. So, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we talked, we talked about NIL there for a little bit down to the last question we got. Um, so you've worked with uh, GTO outdoors. You said you're working with uh, Riley Green's brand as well, coming up here pretty soon. Halo as yeah. well. Or, are those the same, those the same companies? Halo. and Riley Green. Yeah. He's, okay. he's like the big. Yeah. Okay. So you've worked with, you're coming, you're uh, coming up with a deal with them, but if you had to pick a dream brand that you would love to work with one day, or anything for some sort of endorsement, a potential like dream commercial or whatever yeah. it happens to be, what would be that dream? Hmm. People probably will get tired of me talking about hunting stuff, but it'd probably be Sitka, if you know what that is. I do, I do not. What is it? Sitka is like, I wish I had my jacket. I, it's at home, though. Sitka is probably like the number one. Sitka is the designer hunting gear. Okay. Like, if you had like a what's some crazy design like Gucci or like Louis Vuitton, like this is like the the utmost, okay, most extensive like this is up brand like hunting gear. Okay. And it's very expensive, and I have a couple like clothing, but I I can't get like too much because it's too expensive. Oh yeah, but yeah. I, only reason I even have it is because I'm like cool with Dylan. Let's go. He's he just got drafted. He's like top ten pick or whatever. Yeah. He actually has a deal with Sitka. Oh really? So he gets like sixty percent off, and I he gave me a code, and I and I I got some. Hell yeah! But other than if it wasn't for that, I would not even touch touch it because of how expensive it is. When I was when I was hunting for that eight point, I literally put like a, I got a hoodie from there. It's like this. It's called the ambient hoodie. I put it on, like you can't feel. I'd go in zero degree weather, and I probably I promise you, like I'd I'd be out there all day, and I'd probably be hot. Man, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. mean that's that's probably if if that's not my favorite answer I've gotten so far from that question it has to be my top three because I mean I get Lululemon or Nike all Rawlings all the time and I, I always love it when I get like just that that rare just like random answer and it's mm-hmm. like all thought through like that that's one of my favorite answers 
Okay, but yeah. I, I said I said that was my last question. One last question for you. So Dylan Lesko, top pick this past year. Am I believe was he a first round pick? Mm-hmm. He was like first ten pick. Like, That's what I thought. Because he went to yeah. Buford, right? He was actually just he was just with us. He came down for the weekend. Um, I wasn't here. I was at back at home, um, hunting or whatever. But he came because his his best friend is Jackson Gaspar. He's my roommate. Okay, they went to the same high school. So he was he spent the weekend here. He literally like stayed in my room. And he, he went to Buford, right? Yeah, he went to Buford. Okay, that's what I thought. So what's it like having a relationship like that with a, a guy who, who've experienced going in the first round, going in the first 10 picks? Um, like, what have you been able to kind of just see through his experience and just pick his brain of just that MLB draft experience he went through? I mean, me, me, and, uh, me and Dylan, we're close. But, like, I have, I have some other guys that I'm just – like more close with, and I'll pick their brains more. Like Tamar Johnson, and Cam. So yeah, like I said, um, I'm cool with Let's Go. Like we're we're cool and stuff, but I'll pick other guys' brains a little more that I, I'm a little closer with. Like Tamar Johnson, uh, Cam Collier, and uh, JP uh, Weaver. He's JP actually just came because he was committed in Georgia Tech. He just came back yesterday because he's done uh, with pro ball and stuff. He came back yesterday and visited us. We, we sat down and talked in the living room for a while. And it's just, I mean, he said it's basically the same. Like, they all say it's, like, the same. It's the workload, all that's the same. It's just, like, there's no school. So, they have their their focus, you know, a little bit more on baseball. Because we got, I mean, we, we focus on baseball or whatnot. But we got school, like, especially here. Like, I have to I yeah. have to get home and do papers and stuff. They don't. All right. So, they're just, all their focus is 100% on baseball. And Amon's, like, it should, it, it's, like, 80 20, I guess. Like, yeah. Like, it's probably to be a little bit more, but like, I focus a lot probably more on baseball than I do school. But they focus 100% on, on baseball. So, and I mean, and, it, and they're really with like grown men. Like, so am I. We have some old dudes on the team, but like, they're, they're in the same, they're 18 playing with like dudes from all over the place, different age groups. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a grind, they say. So, I mean, that's what it's all about, though. I mean that that two thousand that two thousand twenty two draft this past summer. I mean, you guys, you guys had what was it like four or five high school guys get drafted in the first round with Collier, Tamar Johnson, Lesko. Um, wasn't Drew Jones from Georgia as well? Drew Jones. I think we had like four or five guys from Georgia in the first round. Like, we yeah, had yeah, okay. that's what I meant. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. So it was Drew Jones, Tamar, Cam, um, Lesko. There's another one. I know there's another one. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but yeah, those are the four that everybody knows. But yeah, twenty-two. I think twenty-two class is like probably one of the best of all time. Oh I, yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But um, I mean, Georgia high school baseball has just been so dominant lately. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, we're my one age private school. We play teams that like we play Drew Jones all the time in Westland, and it's just Georgia baseball is it's up there. It's definitely top. I think it's three. I think it's Texas. I think it's Florida, Texas, and Georgia. Okay. So so I've had a lot of Texas guys on. I kind of rank it as I think there's one top tier with Florida, Georgia, Texas, Arizona, and California. California is in there too, yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. And then I would say maybe second tier is like Oklahoma, Arkansas, kind of those like those Midwest schools. I mean, Midwest mm-hmm. state. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure I – I mean – I'm from the Midwest, so I don't get to see baseball in every state. But I'm sure it's it's somewhat like that. But no, mm-hmm. 
Oh, man, that's all the questions I got for you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Like I said, when Coach Brewster said, hey, you want Jace Blaylock on the show? I was like, hell yeah, I do. I mean, I want that Little League World Series star coming on the show. Guy gonna about to go dominate here this spring um, at Georgia Tech. No, but just really appreciate you coming on the show. I do want to wish you the best of luck here as you're kind of going to start fighting for some time um, as, a, as a freshman at Georgia Tech uh, these next couple of years there. And then once you go hit pro ball, hopefully you go and you go hunt down some cool shit as well uh, when you're not playing baseball. Uh, but no, man, just thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much.